right and the left. That's correct. You are. Because you're living on a line. It's a linear expansion in this direction and the other one. It has infinite length but infinitesimal gain. Timeline Earth. Only one dimension for you to meet your friends in meters on the line. The best newsmen on the timeline. We're back. Yeah. Yeah, the timeline, I guess. Yeah. On the timeline. We may be the best newsmen ever. People are saying it. (laughs) They sure are. We are. (laughs) We come at you every Wednesday with hard-hitting facts and logic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the next T-shirt. they don't care about your feelings. (laughs) (laughs) The next T-shirt says, the best newsmen... Everyone is saying this. Everyone is saying this. <laughs> this is what they say. But have everyone, everyone is saying this on the back? <laughs> yeah, right. So when you go to do like a double take? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I wonder if uh, we'll actually be able to do the old TLE Nation intro here. Last time I tried to engage it, it just didn't work. We just were well, waiting for it to show up and it didn't work. So we didn't have a news show last week. But uh, this time we might. This time we might. Um, But, of course, before we get into any news or our professions, I want to check in on the boys. Um, First of all, Carr, how have you been? I've been very well. Uh, I've been traveling a bit, and uh, I'm glad to get back in studio. It's been every time I take a week off, it feels like it's been a month. It does feel that way. Have you any exploits, any interesting things going on, controversies? Um controversies exploits nothing above and beyond my baseline level of exploits and controversies i don't think i don't think i have anything to report necessarily but uh it's just been a a nice little time down here in gomez the weather's been good um i've been outside been a little bit of an outdoor cat it's been nice okay all right all right aaron my friend how are you doing on this fine wednesday the 13th first day of bird mess um, no worse than any other week, I guess. Wow. S- okay. Still, uh, wow. still pounding away, dumping loads, you know, <laughs> trying to get that baby. Oh, I was wondering what you, was that an analogy or nope? You, <laughs> yeah, no, it was that very was little. really what you were saying. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't to. speak in analogies or riddles. <laughs> yeah, I, I say what I mean and I mean what I say. <laughs> I have been dumping loads. <laughs> Well, it's good. It's good to hear that. You know, you're... no, I've been coming a lot. <laughs> somebody, somebody like at work. Somebody's like, "What is that?" <laughs> oh, you've been uh, just uh, you know burning the candle for both ends. Nope, I've that's been coming what, a lot in my life. If you lift up your arm on the t-shirt in the armpit area, it says, "I've been coming a lot." <laughs> yeah, the t- man, we do good. need to make that t-shirt immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting on a gold mine. <laughs> We all sound like we're having an extremely ordinary time. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> that's good. We're just ordinary uh, newsmen for ordinary people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's definitely Except we're true. Extraordinary. Yeah. We are. I felt that way recently. I felt like TLE has, is currently in a better place than it's ever been. Yeah. 
<laughs> lifting up my arms slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and just roll the outro. <laughs> that's the that's the other armpit says we're in a better place than we've ever been. So you really you've got all kinds it's kinda like a mood ring, but a t shirt. That would <laughs> yeah, be a good idea. Do, you can just uh show the people whichever portion of the shirt you feel is representative of how your day's going at that. If yeah, if you, you wanna know, make uh, money on a t shirt, here's we don't Sell merch uh, as if we don't first party sell merch. Speaking of which, I, 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 speaking of which, my half-assed attempt at a store is still up, and nobody really? has tried to buy anything <laughs> until like a week ago. And I have no way of like, and it doesn't go through. So somebody okay. ordered something and isn't getting it. So please reach out to me to get. Uh, I'll we'll make it right. Somehow. We gotta take that so. store link down, and we we really yeah, should. Yeah. Actually, formalize that process. I guess since I'm a neat, yeah. I can work on that. Um, yeah, yeah. That's is it we should because have... you're a neat, or is it because of your employment situation? What's the, you're acting like the this thing? isn't your one and only revenue stream? <laughs> this is my one. Th- well, this is my one and only. Well, for the people, for the <laughs> agents listening, this is my one and only income stream. I definitely yes. don't sell <laughs> drugs to high school students or anything like that. We There's should definitely make a sh- like a, mer- a a mood board T-shirt with different phrases from the show. So a that when people are like, board. "What's up?" Yes, you can kind of like trace on the shirt. I'm gay, and then you go up to I'm coming a lot, and you can kind of like. Fashion your own sentences. Man. Yeah, I could just Somebody see Aaron. Aaron just, just, just in a in a contractor van, sucking on a vape, and somebody's trying to give him talk to him before he leaves the job site. He's got the window down, just <laughs> uh, you know, just pounding away. Like oh, yeah. coming in my wife no, a no, bunch. I'm coming yep. a lot, and then just rolls the window up and drives off. Well, gotta go. See ya. <laughs> All right. Do you like? Do you know that you're shooting heavy loads, or or like? Are you uh, yeah, afterwards? Been, How can you I, confirm? I mean, I because you're I, a, I'm an old lo- guy. You know, you're in that stage where the pump hits, but the juice doesn't. Yeah, come out. I've been uh, been taking a lot of zinc and um, folate, <laughs> and I, I think it's uh, I think the viscosity is uh, twenty that seconds of a- to wrap it up. <laughs> 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 you want to talk about my viscosity, guys? We're not going down this road. I, that, not on my first day back in the bricks. Not in my first day back in two weeks. We are not doing this. All right, fine, fine. There's Moving the on. Twenty seconds, and we're up. Twenty yeah. seconds is now. Moving up, on. So, uh... thank you. interesting things that have got- can i just say i love that intro it really it does great. make me feel like we have an audience <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we're doing something yeah like really i love hitting just that button. skirting reality <laughs> wow thank you gentlemen of course for joining me my wonderful co-hosts on this amazing news show all across the nation we're going to tell you what's been going on 
Um, rest in peace to Destiny's relationship. We've been watching. We're oh. happy about that. It's pretty great. Um, what else do we got? Isn't that great that the foremost shitlord advocate of open relationships lost his wife, girlfriend, slash thing to a twink? Did you see the guy that he lost his wife to? Oh, dude. Destiny is, uh, is he bread tube, Aaron? Is that a bread tube what are guy? We talking about bread tube adjacent, I think. Bread tube adjacent. Uh, Destiny is a um, a Twitch streamer slash political commentator. Car. Okay. Uh, he goes by the Omni Liberal. <laughs> oh God, that sounds. Awful. He's got to be one or two as far as political commentators on Twitch slash YouTube go. I think Hassan Piker would probably be number one. I believe we talked about Hassan before. I'm coming um, to kill you. Vosh might be number two also, but number two or three is Destiny. Shout out to him because he's probably going through a lot. He's advocated repeatedly for open relationships. And it just broke yesterday that he uh, lost his wife. Um, She ran away to Sweden or wherever it was to be in a relationship with a twink that she fell in love with. (laughs) You got to look up Destiny's wife's new boyfriend. I wish. Wow, that would be incredible if no. that was true. PewDiePie like went the trad route. He's doing all he right. Did. He did. He did. Well, the moral of the story is get, I get I've fucked. Been, I've you been know? coming like, a lot. What is the moral of every <laughs> story been for the coming rest a lot? Of the episode? Episode. It's about cum volume, yeah. <laughs> I've been coming a <laughs> So yeah, anyway, I think, yeah. I think the, 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 the moral of this inter- great and interesting story is that um, people have it worse than me. And and I think that that's my silver linings for the day, yeah. fellas. <laughs> Great. Great job. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so shout out to him. Let's get into some interesting news. So are either of you guys Panera Bread goers? I fucking love Panera. <laughs> of course you do. You, have you ever stepped foot inside of a Panera Bread car? Uh, I think I've been in like two or three times. Well, the the charged lemonade has finally taken its first life. Uh, we were wondering, we were wondering how long it was going to take for a four hundred milligram caffeine beverage to kill somebody. It took about a year from the date the original that original uh, TikTok came out with the woman in her car absolutely going ballistic because she drinks four Wait, or five of them a day. Can we? Can we back up a little bit? Sure. Do the can you just in, I don't know what this is. So it's okay. Panera Bread has a fountain drink with three different flavors called Charged Lemonade, and mm-hmm. it has it's caffeinated, and okay. I guess the amount of caffeine is more than your average cup of coffee. But um, oh my god, yeah. But it's but you don't get a cup. You get probably a cup and a half or two cups, like depending on the size. Yeah, pretty much. And um, yeah. and it's it's funny you mentioned this because in the last couple months or so, I've been to three different Paneras, and they all have uh, either hand drawn or hastily typed notes taped onto their tablets that you order on and on the fountains that you get the charge lemonade from, basically saying like, "Hey." Be careful. <laughs> Be careful of this. <laughs> this seems like a right. really weird thing that's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's Why don't so. They just get rid of them. 
cup of es- uh, a regular cup of espresso, I guess a, a single espresso, mm-hmm. 60 milligrams of caffeine. Mm-hmm. A large charged lemonade is equivalent to seven espresso shots. Oh, I love my it. God. Okay. Jesus. People are life. drinking two or three. So That's your boy me. went oh to Panera Bread and did an experiment on it of his oh, own. Okay. <laughs> okay. I sat in a because you know I, I, uh, as a neat I can do these things. I Jeez, sat. This is gonna be a new theme. I sat. In, oh yeah, you asked for it. You were the one who asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the Panera Bread. I got my first charged lemonade. I sat down. I drank. I wrote in my notebook thirty minutes after I started drinking. Feels great so far. Yeah. I finished the drink at 45 minutes, at which point I said, I wrote, delicious, going for number two. <laughs> Feeling good, optimistic. At, at 45 minutes, I went in for the second one. An hour and 15 minutes in, I wrote, okay. <laughs> and that's what I wrote for an hour and 15 minutes in. Get a I little finished sweaty. My second one. I finished my second one at an hour and thirty minutes in, more or less, about hour thirty-seven. And I wrote, "Not feeling great." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't message. I didn't write in for an, a while. Three hours in, at which point I was getting ready to leave the Panera Bread. What are you doing at Panera for three hours? <laughs> the test. It was for the test. Did you <laughs> Did test. you at least have, like, a laptop out? I did, yes. I was watching. Okay, right. uh, I was actually watching a, a Destiny video because oh, I was God. trying to inform myself. Watching movies and overdosing on caffeine in a Panera <laughs> booth? You didn't have the so... common decency to, like, have a spreadsheet up or an email or something? <laughs> at least act like you're not Oh, my God. <laughs> Three. Hours. Well, the time went by really fast. That's the thing about these charged lemonades. It really it went by very quickly. Three hours in, I was getting ready to leave, and I wrote, "Don't think I can drive home." Oh no! Yep. Oh no! So three hours and forty-five minutes in, I wrote, "Do feel sick, but will drive home." I got home. It took me about fifteen minutes to get home. At four hours into drinking the first sip of these things, I went through two of them. Four hours in, I said, not good, going to vomit. Mm. Oh. And then I vomited. <laughs> and wow. That, and, then, okay. and then I stopped writing because I felt better. <coughs> this All stuff right. is fucked up. This stuff yeah. is extremely fucked up. So... I will give all the listeners a forewarning. I drink three espressos every day. It's not a lot. I mean, when you compare it to a charged lemonade, but I definitely drink three espressos in the morning every day. I don't feel any sickness at all. This is a different level. This is almost 700 milligrams of caffeine in probably two and a half hours of consumption. And then it took about, I'd say, six hours to burn off. And I nearly died. Jeez. So um, I did take so my you had two uh, heart rate. I took my heart rate one time when I got home. My heart rate was 132. Nice. About four, uh, four and a half hours in. I, don't, I didn't write it down. I just remember it was 132 was my beats per minute. My normal beats per minute is probably like 95. So it's, uh, it's in some Workout. intense shit. 
Oh, yeah. It, it definitely was a workout. So avoid these at all costs. Nobody needs this. Nobody needs that, I don't think. Should be bad. What is yeah. the... Your, uh, your, a normal resting heart rate is between 60 and 100 beats per minute. Yeah. Yeah, and I wasn't actively moving around at that 135. It was a tragedy. Really bad. What were you going to say, Carr? I don't remember. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, don't get these drinks. Um, they're very bad. Oh, they're full of sugar, obviously. Well, and then the sugar don't... burns off while you're freaking out also. So it was just well, a whole lot. Let, let's, let's put a qualifier on that. Don't get these drinks if you're a pussy. <laughs> that's if you flip the T-shirt upside down, that's what it reads inside the shirt. <laughs> Yeah, these Don't shirts drink are reversible. This if you're a pussy. Oh yeah, they have to be. And they also have to react to the body temperature, I think. Yeah. No, that's the whole mood ring thing, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so that was my uh monologue. I want to give a big shout out and possibly a king of the week to the Antichrist. Elon Musk, king of the week for getting Alex Jones back on X. Love that. Good for the show. Really good for the show. Uh, Carr, I, I know you've been mostly offline. I don't know if you've followed what's been going on on X. I sent you uh, a message. It was like a two-hour video, so I don't expect you to. You did, it, and but... I, I appreciated that. Yeah, I, I uh, in fact, I, I took notes on it, and I figured oh, that wow. I could just dive into a, <clears throat> a segment. You know what? I was going to ask if I could take the Wilder West because this was going to be my Wilder yep. West, but is that your segment? Let's go. Is... Sit down. Let me tell you about the internet. So what I'm going to propose here, Bird? Do you want to take the lead on this? I have notes, and I'm happy, and, and then I can I can interject and and uh, add color where I where I see fit to add color. I mean, is that did you actually that you listen would... to the whole thing or parts of the the, the it was a Twitter Spaces conversation yeah, well, I, I, for notes. the people who were listening? Oh wow, okay, yeah, it was about a two and a half hour Twitter conversation held with. I mean, I mean, everybody was in this conversation. It was. I mean, everybody who, like, we've orbited around telling the news about it, you know, Musk hopped in, Vivek was in there, obviously Alex Jones was in there, um, Mark Dice was in there, haven't heard from Mark Dice in a long time. Um, yeah. Who's the other person who was in there? Uh, another big right-wing reporter. Shitlib re- uh, reporter journalist came in at the at the very end and just sounded yes, like a jackass. Yes, he was a total jackass. God, it was really interesting. Oh, yes, it, Jason something. It was really interesting to hear, like, a bunch of, like, ostensibly not left-wing guys of power and, 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 and position just having a casual conversation. It was so refreshing to hear, it was like, weird. it was really weird, right? Now, now I yeah. think the only thing I wanted to say, because I didn't know, because you said you were offline, so I didn't know if you got into this. The only thing I wanted to say was, out of all of the segments that we've done on this show, the Wilder West segment... I am the most bullish on after listening to this two-hour conversation because when we talk about leaders, um, thought leaders, and actual leaders, and businessmen, and just sort of culture controllers outside of the purview of the United States government, 
doing their own thing, making big splashes, and even pushing for changes that might have like political implication. This is the greatest example that I have seen thus far of a unified at the top movement to make change despite what the government has to say or what regulations they want to put on things. The conversation revolved around, well, you said you took notes. So, I mean, the conversation revolved around free speech and what would be allowed on the X platform. Uh, I mean, it was just a refreshing conversation to hear because it actually felt like it was of circumstance. So, Carl, I'll, I'll let you have it from there. What, what kind of notes do you have? What did you take away from it? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with what you're saying. Um, I think <clears throat> I want to back up and reintroduce what my intent is here with the Wilder West because I do think, as you said, we're getting into some pretty heady things, some pretty big things that have the potential to make a splash um, in a spillover into the political stage, but also maybe growing to be a rival to the political stage in some sense. I, it, it's it's a very weird thing that's happening. But the intent of the Wilder West was more or less to highlight what I thought was coming down the pipe and not necessarily to ascribe value, like good or bad. The, I, I think that when you get these types of things happening, I, I just want to live in the moment because this it, it's just very interesting. It's fascinating to watch. Um, I think that good good will come of it, and I think bad will come of it. I, I'm I'm optimistic that more good than bad, and I think that it will be net good. Um, but <clears throat> this is not you know this is not me being like Elon Musk is a hero, I, or Joe Rogan is a hero, or or um, you know Alex Jones is a hero. Regardless of my personal views on any of them, I really just want to highlight this moment in time. That's kind of what the intent of Wilder West was. Um, but, uh, with all of that said, let me dive into a few things that I, that I noted <clears throat> first is that Alex Jones seems to have kind of a rapport with Elon Musk. And I think that some of this is just the fact that a lot of these guys, like you were saying, are, I guess of the right more or less kind of in the way that they structure things in their mind. Or and at least all... opposed to the left status quo, yes, at, at least. probably that's a better way to put it, yeah. And <clears throat> not only that, but they're all, whatever you think of each one of these individuals, I think they're all pretty high IQ. So when they're all, ex I mean, Vivek is probably high IQ. I think he doesn't, I, I don't know. I don't put him on the, obviously on the same level as like Elon Musk. Um, and I I'm not. I'm not even sure if I put him on the same level as Alex Jones. I think Alex Jones is really smart. Um, yeah, for regardless sure. of what I may think. I about think Vivek him. is a really but, good talker. That's that's that's. I think he's a really point. good talker, and I think he's a better fake it till you make it guy than that he, yeah. than he is an actual true intellectual. But you don't think he's a white nationalist? You don't think he's a white nationalist? <laughs> Superhero Aryan <Yeah>. Chad? <laughs> right, right, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Andrew Tate was also in there. We should mention. Yes, Andrew. Well, um, both of the Tate brothers actually were in there. Freshly oh, released, yeah. freshly released from who, uh, trials. Who was the guy with the higher pitch voice? I don't. Uh, it wasn't one of the Tates. I have to look back. I, you know what? Keep talking. I'm gonna. Yes, both of the Krasenstein brothers were in there too. Yeah, That's I don't an know interesting anything about thing. I really. They're kind of lefty adjacent, but they've been getting okay. a little bit more politically moderate. I would say overall. Yeah, so I guess back to the back to what I was saying is is that it's it's interesting to hear all these guys come together because again I think they're all pretty smart. Um, they all 
structure things in their brains in similar ways or or they have like similar mental models of how they go about thinking about things um so and and not only that but it, uh, what i was maybe m- most shocked by was maybe not even shocked but but the the what differentiates something like this from something that we're used to is there is honest discourse good faith discourse back and forth and minds were being changed and in the call i mean elon musk has every right to just bulldoze everybody in there he's he you know um but but no i mean he was open he was receptive and he you know subtly changed his minds on a number of topics um they may have been small but he he or changed his mind may not be the right way of putting it but 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 hearing people out and saying oh yes this is a good point you know what i mean and not being the ego in the room it was really impressive uh to listen to um Alex Jones apparently has dinner with Joe Rogan pretty frequently. Um, and Rogan, uh, I believe, has some sort of relationship with Musk and thinks that he's, quote, for real. Uh, that is according to Alex Jones. That was, like, really early on in the in the, um, in the the episode or in the spaces. And the three of them, that's just kind of a interesting trio. I mean, mm-hmm. coming from such different backgrounds, um, but, again – mental framework thinking the way that they think about things is is somewhat similar um the the the, i'm just gonna go through so i took notes you know they jumped around in the spaces and and an hour and a half in in. feeling good two hours feeling feeling less good (laughs) can't drive coming a lot um so Two anyway, hours I, and 30 I, minutes in, Vivek pissing makes me want to piss. Yeah. God, that was so stupid. He's, uh, he's uh, that, that pissed me off. Like, really? In... That pissed you off? I would have thought you would have it been did, thriving yeah. from that. Uh, yeah, I, I, for the show, I'm thriving, but internally I was pissed off. But here is, here is, what, I, here is what my note, this is halfway through, and it's in bold. Um, and then we, and then I, maybe I'll jump around or maybe this can launch into discussion, okay. but I noted about halfway through that. Here's my note. Entire call feels like a call to arms, a mustering of troops. And yes. Elon Musk is very much in favor. So here I put Alex Jones, Elon, when are you going to put, put out your battle plan? That is a quote. Um, I noted that Elon got a bit hung up on the multiplanetary thing. I think that's <laughs> a little bit down the road and probably not you know that's, that's a little bit annoying. yeah he, he gets very spacey um, very quickly i noticed this yeah, as well he does. He he's does. very overly um, optimistic another quote pivotal crossroads for humanity i don't remember who said it i could only take notes you know so fast and i think i was working at the same time um if you, laura loomer uh, oh, uh, laura loomer was in there by the way i don't know if you noted that yeah, just that naming was, people yeah. who were in there yeah yeah um I, I i wrote down if you took this recording back to 2019 only four years ago Nobody would know what to do with it, me, myself included. Yep. Like I yep. don't. I, this is it's such a strange event uh, mm-hmm. compared to what is. It's like one of those things that it, we've been marching towards this inevitability, but and, and and we've been talking about it for a while. But now that it's here, it, it, it's still surprising. Yes. Um. It, but 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 back to the 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 mustering of troops. They they hop back and forth, but they they always seem to be returning to this idea that they, uh, you know, this group of people and and their cohorts need to at some point 
address, whether it's, as they suggested in the spaces, a debate or some other means, the globalists. They, that, yes. th- that this issue comes down to the, um, I don't remember what they, the word they used for themselves was. I don't remember if it was nationalist or whatever, but them versus the globalists. And Elon Musk is nodding along this entire time. Yep, yep. Uh, that's a really, really interesting thing. Um, they they proposed a, a debate between I, I wrote the Wilder West crew for them uh, and the globalists mirroring the political landscape. Alex Jones says it should only be on X because dinosaur media is useless. He's talking about getting fifty million listeners versus five million, which is yep. which Elon agrees with, and obviously that's just objectively true. Um, Elon says that something that the infrastructure for something like this is in the works, and he's talking about launching video uh, along with the audio for spaces and he says by end of year or early next year yes i saw that fascinating yep yep Mm -hmm. because we could get to a point where you know all of these dissident right-wing guys could have their radio their 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 shows back and Mm -hmm. on x um rather than on youtube uh, which 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 would be could be shut down. I mean, of course, X could the, X could shut them down too, because as Elon always comes back to, and I think he kind of has to say this is, I'm going to abide by the law of the land, and he says that a lot. And I think that that's probably intentional for him to keep people off of his back. But I think he probably also kind of means it. Sometimes I think Elon is a little bit lost in in um, how you know the nation state thing, but, but I, I think he'll, he, he may come around at some point, but, um, uh, let's see. Elon at one point notes every conspiracy theory you think about the old Twitter in, re- and this is in regards to manipulating the trending topics and other censorship issues is true and maybe more true than you think <laughs> that, that I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Did you um, write, did you note down how strongly he came out against the PR firms? Uh, the PR firm. Oh yeah, yeah. Where he's calling them propaganda, like propaganda yeah. He firms. he just flatly calls PR firms in there as their existence um, propagandists, right? So much, so much so that he actually insists that everybody else call them propaganda firms and not PR firms. Yes, that's right. Like yeah. he will, he he refuses to let anybody call it a PR firm for the remainder of the episode, which everybody happily obliges. But uh, yep. you know, we'll accidentally say PR firm because it's the use. You know, it's the, it's the term. That I think I'm going to adopt that language and just call them propaganda firms from now on. I think I'm going to yeah. go with them on yeah, that. Like it. Uh, yeah, I, um, I think the the main one of the main takeaways for me and Aaron because we talked about Christian nationalism <clears throat> on the last one. I wanted to loop you in on this. I don't know. Did you watch the or listen to that call? No, you with I didn't. us, Aaron. Okay, you should. I think you'll find it very interesting. My uh, my question to you would be: wh- What do you feel in terms of the building of a coalition? What do you feel about this call and the people who are on it? I, I recommend you at least check out all of the people who were on it because they came from pretty varied, um, I guess, not backgrounds, but groups. They came from pretty varied communities. Patrick Bet David was another person who was on there. This is the bro business uh, a crew coming together. So, Carr, for me, it felt like a big coalition was being built. Like, that was the start of a congress of some kind well yeah i mean and um you know that 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 um i think that that is the logical next step that they maybe didn't discuss in 
in um at length i mean there's only so much time that you can you know you can feasibly have everybody on a call but um you know it it felt as though it felt as though the entire group of people on there i'm not sure how i want to phrase this it felt like they all were very aware of their place in time um regarding broader the broader i guess if you want to call it the information war as alex jones does um and it it seems like that they are all willing to form some sort of bulwark against um you know i guess neoliberal policy and propaganda i mean I, you know that's right. what it sounds like right do you I, think they would be able to effectively leverage their their listeners into action whatever that action uh, perhaps is. yes so that perhaps, is what yeah. i was ab- about to suggest is when i'm listening to it all of these guys most of them are the representatives of a polity of people um each one of the people on that call has a group of followers uh or they represent a community and i think all of the people who got on there were as representatives of a community realized wow this elon musk guy he actually he gets it he's gonna let me have this platform and that's what was really interesting to me is there were no expectations of such a thing when um jesus i don't even remember the the guy's name but when twitter 1.0 which i like this terminology now they're calling it twitter 1.0 when twitter 1.0 was a thing there was no uh there was no expectation that 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 community would be supported or allowed to speak or allowed to exchange information you could have a 400,000 follower account and not know if you're going to have that tomorrow right exactly Mm -hmm. right now you and i heard it on the call all of these guys are looking at musk uh, like the king they all are treating him with uh regal language like they recognize they're on in his fiefdom but he's very much with them it seems like and it was there was an enthusiasm that permeated the call as though it was like we finally got our guy in office we finally have our guy with the power because yes. and I think to you, Carr, what you're talking about knowing their time and place, what they realize is the they finally have access to the pulpit after fifteen years of social media, the single largest information platform on earth is controlled by somebody who's not only willing to have these conversations, but is willing to have conversations that didn't even come up with that call and i'll tell you why and uh, not only did alex jones get his account back owen schroyer got his account back owen schroyer just david got out Ike, of jail. Right? david ike got his account back yes the only guy who hasn't got his account back is nick fuentes which i think is hilarious uh <laughs> owen schroyer went to jail for three months four months just got out four days ago five days ago for the capital insurrection <laughs> he just got out from that he was their reporter Jesus. on the scene for that he got oh, his account doors? back yes he got his account back wow that is a direct order from elon musk that is not yeah. some uh circumstantial addition uh multiple times on that call and on separate 
occasions. Alex Jones said that he was not privy to his account being opened back up. I don't have any reason to distrust that, and it actually sounds like the kind of decision-making Elon Musk makes. He just makes the decision. He's not talking in the background with these people. When they got on the call, it was almost like the first time they had talked to him. You heard Alex was like yeah. calling him sir at the end of every... He was very right. gracious, very thankful, and seemed a little bit surprised. So not only is that interesting to me, but Owen Schroyer getting his account back suggests that there's more going on behind what Elon Musk is doing openly that he has support for or that he's willing to foster. And I think Elon kind of just views a lot of these guys as a counterbalance. I don't really know if he agrees with what most of them say, but I think he realizes that one side is far out of balance or was for a long time. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that he necessarily agrees with a lot of the people that were on that call, but I think he was willing to have the conversation, which is more than anybody on that call could expect for Twitter's entire existence, practically. Even can I even put, Jack can I, would can never I have had these conversations. That? Yeah, sure. No. So I I actually think that <clears throat> Musk to to your point that Musk may not agree with everything that these guys are saying, and in fact, I think he does not. I think that he sees them as useful, and because he's running a network, and network effects are powerful, and he knows that these guys a have big audiences and will bring a lot of people into his network effect. Uh, and B, they're useful for his to, to, to help him f form a counterpoise against his now business rival, which is legacy media. Yeah. Um, so, and, 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 and what I heard in the beginning of the call, what I think I'm reading between the lines with him discussing, you know, the, the, um, the Sandy Hook stuff with Elon or with uh, Alex Jones, rather. Yeah, I think if you read be between the lines there, I don't. I'd be shocked if Elon Musk gives a rip about Sandy Hook one way or another. You know, I just don't think he 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 does. I mean, it. You know, it happened ten years ago. Tragedy. I think he yada, was. Yada, yada, can I just say, but I, from my personal perspective, sorry to interrupt you, but can I just say, from my personal perspective, he seems emphatically against what Alex did. It's just that he I, seems to he, be willing to move past it. Here's here's why. Here's why he's willing to move past it, I think, is that he is using that as an example for everybody on the call and anybody listening as saying, hey, I need you guys, and I want you guys to, to, to do the things that I want you to do regarding your pushback against legacy media and the legacy outfits and things like that. But we have boundaries that we have to stay within so that we can advance our cause. That's yes. what I'm reading. I'm reading yes. him saying, hey, you guys can freak out, but yes. there's a, a few things that you can't do. And that's what he was doing there. Is and saying, Alex, hey, we, Alex suggested as much as that, by the way. Um, yeah. Frequent, several times he said, I'm going to do my best on here not to put out bad stories. I'm going to do. He kept saying, right. I'm going to do my best like he's being employed. By Elon, yes, which in a way exactly. he now is. Yes, it, it, nail on the head right there. And I and I think, and if you you listened carefully, you heard Alex Jones saying, and you heard Elon Musk asking him, "What was the evidence that, that you were following for that? What was the evidence that you were following for that?" He's more interested that Alex Jones is presenting stories with evidence for right. his network because Alex Jones is now basically Elon Musk's employee, and he doesn't want him engaging in bad faith journalism. That's what I'm reading. 
It's really interesting what's going on, man. I, I there's a, another thing was there's a giant deal that was just signed between I think it was Louder with Crowder and and Infowars. It was like a big mutual advertising slash appearance deal that they just signed. There's a lot. There's a lot going on on the non-establishment media is all I'm going to call them because again. They're so varied in what they believe. These yeah. people, if they came together, they couldn't form a, a country or a co- they don't agree on right. that much. But they can, per- they can perpetuate a reactionary movement. Is what they can do. They can, as a collective, as a coalition, they can push, even though varied, ideologies of such a numerous kind. That the the challenges presented to the legacy space will be so numerous, it acts as a reactionary movement. I, I don't like. Again, you have someone Vivek on the call. You have Laura Loomer on the call. You have the Tate brothers on the call. You have the Krasensteins on the call. Both of whom were like pretty. They seemed like they were, even though those guys are lefties. They seemed like they were in on bringing Alex Jones back. I think one of the Krasensteins actually apologized to Elon or Alex or something like that. There, you had, God, there were even more people than that. Again, Patrick Bet David on there. These guys don't agree on a lot, but they all agree on who the enemy is. And that is what's really interesting, is there's a sort of reactionary coalition. That was like the, uh, the first online reactionary congress. That has been held. Yeah. That was like the first yeah. one. And when I say reactionary, I do not mean hard right. I do not mean like prog- progressive right. All I mean is there's a challenge to the establishment that was stifled in terms of media apparatuses and the access to the media mm-hmm. apparatus before that is now no longer stifled. What's going to happen is all of these guys are going to start moving their content over to X and X is going to become a a powerhouse for this anti-establishment conversation that's been being held since Trump took office the first time. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it it, it was it was very heavy. Um it's a very heavy moment in my opinion uh as as we move forward. Um and I don't know how many people watched that spaces. Do you know what the number a hundred and its peak was two hundred thousand people in there at the same time. At the same time, unique listeners. Wow. Yeah, at the same time. But obviously, it was a two and a half hour call. So, who knows how many people there actually were who heard parts of it? Could be half a million. There's a ba- It's a. Right. It's enough of a significant number of people that it challenges the notion that these guys are fringe. Right. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. it's the most optimistic yeah, yeah. I've been about cultural progress in a long time was seeing that mm-hmm. call and how friendly a lot of these guys are. And that our guy, Vivek Ramaswamy, has a great bladder with a strong flow. That was good to hear also. <laughs> really good to hear also. Uh, a side note to this is, did you see that there's a, I don't know where they were, it was a dinner of some kind. Did you see the picture of Steve Bannon and Donald Trump dapping? Steve's talking in his ear about something. No. This is an interesting thing because they have not talked publicly since he was employed by Donald Trump during the presidential um, during the presidential uh, run in from 2016 in. 
he was fired as his campaign strategist, and they have not been pictured publicly together till like a week ago. So, our boy is being tapped for information. A lot is happening, fellas. A lot is going on. Big time establishment uh, challenges are going on, and I think again that's why I wanted the Wilder West. I think this is exactly what you're trying to demonstrate and catalog in your Wilder West segment. Yeah, curate. Yeah, yep. this is it. So if you haven't listened to that call, I don't know how you're going to find it now, but I think if you search all the names of the people who we just talked about or like Elon puts Alex Jones back on Twitter, restores his account, you will find the two-hour uh, spaces. And I, uh, every moment of it is worth it. I mean, there's a lot of interesting people on there. Yeah, and before and before we and before we uh, exit out of this too, I did want to note uh, one more thing. It's a little bit less important, but it was something something to think about was how odd it felt at the end when that guy Jason comes on. I know what, and a, he just sounds yes. like a fish out of water. I mean, yes. just a complete fish out of water. We had been having this heady conversation. We had had we had been you know really it felt. And he was uh, like, "Do you feel bad a, about the kids?" And it's like, "Buddy, they and talked." People about were this. like, "Dude, we already talked about this. Get the get the hell off the stream." Like yep. that, and they really treated him like that. And then some kid, like twenty one year old kid, comes in asking um, if they could do a Gen Z moderated GOP debate. And everybody, and I think every maybe it was just that I was thinking it very loudly to myself. But the feel of the room was, I hope, because this is how I was feeling, was like, dude, you are totally missing the place and time here. <laughs> like this is not political. This is this is something else. A Gen Z monitor Twitter. It's really funny. Everybody has to wear a toilet costume on their head. <laughs> right. Good grief. That's funny, man. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, yeah, very, very, very interesting uh, a, a video. I think we did a reasonably good job of kind of summarizing the highlights if you don't feel like watching the whole thing or listening to the whole thing. But if you do have a chance, it it's, it's, um, it's one of those things where – I think we're going to look back and say, wow, that was, that was kind of pivotal, pivotal and, and whether it's good or bad, you know, to be determined, but um, I'm excited. I'm certainly uh, bullish on, as you said, Wilder West. I think this is, um, you know, I feel like the Wilder West segment has now come into its own. It's come yes. into itself. And, yes. And uh, that's exciting for me. Yeah. That, if you, if you lift up the back of the t-shirt, it says the Wilder West segment has come into itself. Is what happens yeah. if you lift up the back. A lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot of come. Many loads directly into itself. Many. <laughs> I think I'll, here, I'll leave it on this and then I'll hit the button. Um, I think you should watch the whole thing, even though we've summarized it. Not because of the content, because we've fairly well enough summarized the content. When you're listening to it, I want you to hear how they talk to one another. The tone of voices they yeah. use. How welcoming they seem. There's more going on behind the scenes than this just being a couple of uh, independent individuals who have their own stakes and things coming together for a conversation. There is uh, a unity uh, in there, a friendliness in there that sounds like a, a couple of friends hopping on to record a podcast. There's, it's different than traditional political conversation. Very different. And I think that means something because a lot of these guys have millions of people following them. So it means something. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it going to take us out? I don't think it's going to give us a Wilder West sound. Okay, I'll have to put that maybe, in post. Maybe that's a sign. Maybe maybe we're in the Wilder West. Oh my god! From here on out, <laughs> you're right, dude. You're right. Uh, <clears throat> I probably will at some point get interrupted because uh, 
That's how this platform likes to work. But I'm going to pause that so it doesn't interrupt me. Let's go into the next thing. I'm going to give a Queen of the Week nomination. That's, you know, that's with the E-A. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm going to give a Queen of the Week nomination. Some pretty interesting statistics being brought up to us in the last GOP debate. This was a, a pretty interesting thing. So Nikki Haley's on there doing her absolute best to be Nikki oh. Haley. Um, and uh, this is what she said. Aaron, you're going to like this one really do need to ban TikTok once and for all. And let me tell you why. For every 30 minutes that someone watches TikTok every day, they become 17% more anti-Semitic, more pro-Hamas based on doing that. There's- <laughs> oh, she man. Sucks. Buddy, I she fucking sucks. wish. <laughs> How does... I? By the way... I, I, you can't imagine the words that I googled to try to substantiate <laughs> that. I, I did all kinds of different. 17% more anti Semitic. There is no study. There is no. <laughs> she just. Dude, actually, she would be queen of the week, W E E K, if she just was shooting from the hip yep. there. No, if she, she is. Just... <laughs> so you think maybe she should get that award because there is zero study that substantiates. <laughs> Those numbers, that claim, 30 minutes every day, 17% more anti-Semitic. I mean, (laughs) you know how she got that number? Because she actually got it because if you listen to TLE for one hour a week, you become 32% more anti-Semitic. So she just halved halved all of it, and that's how she got her numbers. Mm. We're still working uh, on improving. Yeah, so it's a work in progress. It's uh, yeah, that's so that's really interesting. And then let's let's flip over to the Democrat side, which maybe this is unfair referring to him as a Democrat it might be unfair to the Democrats. But our boy Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was just on Jesse Waters' um, TV show interview show. Prime time, what it's called, whatever it's called. Yeah, is that what it's called? Prime time. Jesse Waters' prime time. I haven't listened to Fox News in months, dude. No, you was Me so neither. in on it. Yeah. Um, so he uh, he had him on and uh, they're talking about a couple of different subjects. And then Jesse kind of springs a question. On, so when you hear the question, you're going to know which question it is. Kind of springs this on him in an unrelated conversation because the conversation was about the FBI infiltrating Catholic organizations in the country. The, both of those guys are Catholics. As far as I know, they uh, I thought Jesse Waters was Jewish, but he's not. So maybe he's just an Italian. They um, they he springs this question on him. And his reaction, I want to pause it and commentate on it, but I'm just going to let the whole reaction run. By the end of this, your jaw will be on the table. So let's listen to the question and the response. I is politicized the bejesus out of the bureau. You weren't ever on Jeffrey Epstein's jet, were you? Yeah, I was on Jeffrey Epstein's jet two times. I was on it uh, in 1993, and I was on it in, and I went to Florida with my wife and uh, two children to visit my mom over Easter. Um, my, my wife had some kind of relationship with Glenn Maxwell, and they offered us a ride to Palm Beach. So I went then, and then on another occasion, I flew again with my family with, I think, four of my children and, um, and, uh, and Mary, my wife, to rapid city south dakota to go fossil hunting for a weekend and uh but other otherwise i was i was never on his jet alone i you know i've been very open about this from the beginning 
<laughs> wow. What? Wow. Is that not, that is worse than, you remember those Prince Andrew interviews about whether or not he raped that girl? That was a worse <laughs> response than any of those Prince Andrew interviews. Look, I didn't go on his jet alone. I did bring my four kids, though. <laughs> I, I brought my kids. <laughs> I love, there's a couple of things I love about it. The first thing that I love about it is that he went, the, the three-second pause, to go fossil hunting. <laughs> yeah. To go fossil hunting. The thing that's really incredible is he goes, I was never on the jet with him alone. You know, I was just on the jet with him and my wife, who has this relationship with Ghislaine Maxwell. <laughs> like, like that's yeah. supposed to be better. <laughs> and the, also, the idea that you go, had some kind of relationship with Ghislaine <laughs> Maxwell. <laughs> like, he doesn't yeah. know what the relationship was. It would be like, like I don't understand. It would be like someone asking me, uh, like, if, if I was running for high-profile office, like, um... Have you ever been on El Chapo's jet? <laughs> and me being like, uh, you know, yeah, twice, but not alone. I was there with my wife and my kids. With my it's wife. Like, well, what, well, what, is, what difference does that make? Yeah, with my wife as though. Because what I think what he thinks people will think is that he was on the jet fucking kids or something. Yeah. Which which obviously the wife and kids on there was like, see, I couldn't have been fucking those kids. I, I was on the jet with him. When it's more like your wife has a personal relationship with Ghislaine Maxwell that you don't know the nature of, and you're on that jet right. with the two of them, like that, like that of... means anything. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So uh, this guy's this guy's a fucking diddler, also, just like probably everyone else in mm -hmm. his stupid family. Um, yep. Allegedly, allegedly. And uh, yeah. what else do we got here? Um, you know, I, I we're kind of in a rush here, Car. So I, we got some voicemails in. I'm gonna hold on to them until the next one, until we do the next one. Okay. Um, I, I don't. I want to give these voicemails their time, or maybe we do it over the line. Do it on an OTL. Like yeah, maybe we'll do that. I mean, I'm going up to New York Fuck this em. weekend, so it's not gonna be happening. But when we get back next week, we can certainly take this on in an OTL. But we're gonna let you guys sit. Send us more voicemails because we only got two. I thought we were gonna get more than two, but we got two from two treasured listeners. So we'll check. Those send out us voicemails, and we'll make you pay to hear them. <laughs> yes 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 yeah uh the last thing i want to note and then i we can wrap it up there fellas is uh everybody keep an eye out there's a ghanan presidential candidate who is currently running nobody knows who he is because he wears a mask and people suspect <laughs> that it is a famous ghanan businessman who goes by the name cheddar so we're gonna have to keep an eye out on this one yeah, Take a yeah look. We'll, keep, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, you know, we love to engage in African politics. Um, yeah. My Coney my era, um, other such eras. We really like this. Hey, as Africa City. comes online, I, I believe I was the first to say this, but as Africa comes online, it's going to get really weird. So we're welcoming the Africans on, onto the internet here. You don't even have a Wilder West segment for that yet, Carr. When the Africans finally plug in, you're not even <laughs> yeah, ready. <that's... laughs> not even ready, dude. Yeah. Um, so shout out to the Africans, Rip to Destiny, um, and that's it. That's all we got. Cool. Well, I will keep. Uh, I will do my part to keep an eye on the Wilder West as it uh, develops. Um, I got a feeling that things could happen pretty quickly 
uh, especially if Elon is in backdoor discussions with these guys and he's releasing the infrastructure to go entirely uh, video, you know, integrate video into the spaces because you're, you're talking about just a, a brand new, basically a brand new news network with, with, with 10x, 20x the available listenership to legacy media. So um, I will do that. Uh, it's been good to be back on with you boys. And uh, I guess until next week, two hands on the wheel. Wow.